I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined. As always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, who's not receiving the key to the city tomorrow. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, what a nice gesture by the city of Dallas, man. Yeah, that yeah, yeah it took soul. him long enough. <laughs> what else has the guy got to do? Play 20 years. Uh, who Did you see who the other two people were that have gotten the key to the city? I didn't, actually. I, I haven't either, but I just know I, um Pretty much, if you uh, if you haven't seen on Twitter at the game on Wednesday night uh, when the Nets uh, come to Dallas, the mayor uh, of of Dallas is going to present uh, Dirk a key to the city of Dallas, and only I'm pretty sure only two other people uh, have have received that key. So it's it I think the like story a, was only two have received it from Mike Rawlings. Oh, really? Yeah, like while he was mayor. But huh. but keep talking and I'll look it up. Uh, I have the actual press release from it. So Mayor Mike Rawlings will present Dallas Mavericks for Dirk Nowitzki a key to the city at halftime of the Wednesday game against Brooklyn Nets. Dirk Nowitzki is the third person to receive a key to the city from Mayor Rawlings over his more than seven years in office. So yeah, you're correct. Hey, how about hey news organizations? How about we do some research try to figure out who the other one? <laughs> Nowitzki. <laughs> is being honored not only for his professional achievements in his 20 seasons with the Mavericks organization, but also for his outstanding contributions to the community. Pretty cool. Dirk's going to talk to the media uh, before the game uh, at 6.30, so that would be uh, be kind of cool. Good to hear from him. Really cool gesture by the city of Dallas. Why are you laughing? The first one is from uh, MK. Asante was awarded the key to the city by Mayor Prot uh, for his work as an author, filmmaker, and professor. Um, oh, the other one. This is this is not from Mike Rawlings, but um, from Caraway, who was Dallas's mayor, I guess, before him. The other person to get a key to the city of Dallas, Michael Vick. What? <laughs> really? Yeah. Am I missing something with that? That was in 2011, so that was before all this stuff. I'm so intrigued by that. Okay, we'll have to dig into some some of that. <laughs> uh, this is your uh, Wednesday pod. The wait, day before... Wait, the, the key to the city for Mike Vick was after all the dog stuff? I don't know. I don't... I can't talk about No, I'm, I'm reading it right now from Dallas Morning News. This is from 2011. All right. Well, that was what, a week. What, what a start to the podcast today. What a start to your Wednesday podcast. <laughs> Thanksgiving Eve. Get ready. Fast Some a little bit today. Traveling. Fast a little bit today. Don't eat as much today. You know what's coming on Thursday. Prepare. You have pumpkin pie tomorrow. You have stuffing. You have. I, I legit heard a debate today of which is better, dressing or stuffing. Do you call that the same thing? 
Because I, I I grew up calling it the same thing, and I now and t- today you know what's I so dumb is that any other day of the year we call we call dressing the stuff that you put on a salad, and then this day we call it the the cubes of bread. We call that dressing. Oh, that's true. The it's it's called bread. stuffing. I've never called it dressing ever. I yes, I prefer to call it stuffing, and I actually love stuffing. Stuffing is great. It's the dumbest food ever, but it's so great. Turkey or ham. Which one? Turkey, because turkey sandwich is afterwards. Get out of here. It's ham. Ham? All right, guys. Peace out. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Boom. Wow. (laughs) No, I'll I'll eat turkey, but I prefer ham. I mean, I'll eat ham, but I prefer turkey. (laughs) I like turkey sandwiches. You got the the leftover turkey. It's all up in the fridge. Watching football afterwards. And then you just get get bread or those Hawaiian rolls. And then you put mayonnaise and then the turkey. Some okay, pepper. It sounded great until you said mayonnaise. That's it. You just, that's it. You just eat it. It's the best. Thanksgiving, when I think of Thanksgiving, well, one, I didn't grow up with a crazy, massive uh, the Waltons family or anything like that. So Thanksgiving. Like Bill and the, Luke. <laughs> yes. Um, we did some stuff when I was like, you know, smaller as family stuff, but it just kind of died off when I became like. Your love of the game and basketball ruled over everything and plus your father's medical bills uh, just kept racking up as his um, knees just kept giving out underway underneath him so i was uh, he had to keep turning to the drugs and now he's the man that we see on t- television today so pretty much thanksgiving for me is love of uh, america's life i enjoy um watching football your eating son, food your brother's your brother's coaching america's team and outshining you and you just can't you go back to the the dinner table on thanksgiving and you just can't you can't win over your father's affections as your brother continues to tell another story about how lebron is so good and that's why you hate lebron so much (laughs) only you nick only you we're under strict orders we gotta keep this podcast at 30 minutes (laughs) yeah we are (laughs) So anyway, what we're talking about today is uh, we're just going to talk about some some random stat stuff. We're also going to talk about the uh, Wizards situation, which, by the way, they won on Tuesday night. Uh, they came back against the Clippers, I believe, and uh, they ended up winning a game. So they've rallied back, and everything's fine, I guess. But uh, we'll talk about the Wizards situation anyway, and then we'll preview the Nets game a little bit. Um, let's just let's start with the Nets game. Let's just get some of that over with because we don't have a ton on it. Uh, Wesley Matthews is going to be out on Wednesday against the Nets. Uh, J.J. Barea and Dwight Powell will probably be reevaluated. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, you already know their status. But as of right now, which is 9 o'clock on Tuesday night, they are just going to be reevaluated on Wednesday. And then we'll see if they're going to play, which uh, we ne- really need them to play, as, as noted against the Grizzlies. They really need those two guys on the bench. They're a, a massive part. I think Dwight Powell is top 20 in the NBA in RPMs, which whatever you care about, you know, real plus minus the ESPN stat, that's, uh, that shows some impact that he has. Great stat, Dwight. Um, hopefully, it's a, it's two days in a row for Dallas fans that they're going to be super pumped. Uh, hopefully, this sets the table uh, for a Cowboys wow. win on Thursday. Wow. Um, but that, Who are the Cowboys playing? The Lions? I feel like the Lions are always playing on Thanksgiving. They're playing the Redskins without Alex oh. Smith. <laughs> R.I.P. to Alex Smith. Do you think he's done? Um, probably yes. Joe Theismann on Twitter was like that. That inter- that injury looked exactly like mine, and that's that's not something you want to hear. There were some weird stuff, like coincidences between that Theismann's injury. But um, yeah, so they were anyway, both on the Redskins, right? 
for Redskins, same day, same like quarter, same like there's it was crazy. actually the same defensive player that oh, tackled them. That's wild. <laughs> it was actually his son, like it was actually the son of the defensive player that tackled Joe Theismann that, that did it. <laughs> you can Google that one. Only you. Only you. No, I actually I saw this on Twitter. It was the same date, the same score, the same yards per attempt. What? The same leg, same injuries as far as tibia and fibula, and injured on the third sack of the game. Now I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna get a little Texan on you. I don't know if y'all believe in a God, but <laughs> Texas forever. There is a God, Texas forever, and he does not like Washington football. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much right. coming full circle. It's, hopefully, it's two days that Dallas fans are super pumped. Uh, hopefully, the Mavericks can beat the Nets <laughs> on Wednesday night, send you into Thanksgiving on a, on a positive note, and then you get to see your Cowboys do the thing on Thanksgiving. It's just get what beaten a by, time. Get beaten by Colt McCoy or Barkley or or what is it? Who who else is there? I mean, if we have two straight days of getting torched by Alan Crabb and then Colt McCoy, <laughs> then. Uh, <laughs> We just need to head on home. Pack it for up the rest as a city. Of- Dallas yep. as a sports <laughs> city is over. Adrian Beltre retired. It's done. We're we're out. Union uh, um, Tower just needs to turn red. Oscar Pereja stepped stepped down as the FC Dallas you know coach. We're we're, we're done. That's it. Tears <laughs> Call just start it a day. falling down the Omni Hotel. <laughs> just somebody protect Jamie Ben. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about the Mavs. Actually. All right, Isaac, you pulled a bunch of lineup stats today. Let's talk about the Mavs lineups and their rotations because um, they've been weird. There's been some injury stuff, obviously, which makes lineups weird. But the Mavericks lineups have been interesting. We've been tracking, you know, the J.J. Barea, Dennis Smith Jr. minutes. We've been tracking, you know, the Wes Matthews, Dorian Finney-Smith minutes, like who comes in for who at what time. We've been tracking stuff like that. Salah's not getting any minutes. Ryan Brokoff's not getting any minutes. Um you know, DeAndre Jordan the other night got all the minutes, <laughs> pretty much all the minutes. So uh, give me some stats that I should be amazed by. All right, so I'm going to ask you some questions on ones, and uh, he did not see some of my tweets today. So Yeah, I haven't looked at Twitter like at all today. Okay, so a lineup that a lot of fans have been begging for, we've talked a little bit on the pot, but what if they the lineup of Dennis Smith Jr., Dorian Finney-Smith, Luca, Barnes, and Maxi. Okay. Oh, I think I did see this tweet of yours. They've only played like four minutes. They've played a combined two minutes together. No. All two season. minutes. Two minutes. What's crazy is this is talent right here by Rick. They've played a total of two minutes together, and they've and that lineup is, has appeared in four games. That doesn't even seem possible, but that you is know how time like, works. <laughs> well, we've also seen how Rick has subbed in and out. I wonder. Is there a is there a stat on how many uh, substitutions you make? I don't think it is, but in the first quarter the other night, Rick had six substitutions. I would love to see how many times what team you know what coach leads in substitutions per game. Like every time a player comes out and a player goes in, that'd be interesting. That would be one because I feel like uh, Rick would be way up there. Of the five man lineups that have played at least twenty minutes this season. Well, wait. Let's go, let's go back to the the Maxi thing. So, I just think that Rick doesn't want to play Maxi as a center. I I think that he just wants to stay away from that, like as the full time center, because it just seems like he plays him with DeAndre or he plays him with Dwight. 
Yes. That, because those that are lineup the... that you're talking about is a lineup where Maxi is the, is the center. Like, he is the biggest guy. And so he would be defending the rim and stuff. And which well, we think and he it's can that, do, but... It's that rolling role. Like, in this defined system, the five-man is you set a pick and you roll. <laughs> so I don't think it's as big as defensive-wise because yeah, Maxi is better. It's just... They view Maxi as just him working on the shot, being able to hit from the outside, and like all this different stuff. And he immediately becomes a role man. And can there is a skill to being a role man? And gotta play your you role, know, man. D- Dwight Powell naturally steps into that DeAndre role like that. So yeah, there, there's reasons behind that. Um, of the five man lineups that have played at least 20 minutes for the Mavs this season, now I think there, it's, there's only like eight or ten, eight to ten lineups. Uh, five-man lineups that have played more than 20 minutes for the Mavs this season. Obviously, the starters, that is the head like above uh, everything else that yeah. have played the most minutes together. This is the lineup that has the highest net rating at a plus 34. J.J. Barea. Yep. Dorian Finney-Smith. Yep. Luca. Yep. B- Barnes and Jordan. Interesting. How many games has that lineup appeared in, do you know? I don't know. I didn't fit that into the tweet. Interesting. It feels like it feels like that lineup hasn't played very often, but they have played at least twenty minutes. At least twenty minutes, and I know that doesn't like sound like a ton, but there's not a ton of five man lineups that have played more than twenty minutes for the match. Well, you have to think a, a basketball game is forty eight minutes. You you substitute one single person for somebody else, then all of a sudden your five man unit is done. So, and Carlisle does that. He kind of staggers the substitutions, doesn't do like full line changes all the time. That is true. So, like, the starters, they have played 150 minutes together. Yeah, that's a lot. On the season. And for that 34.7 or plus 34, that lineup has played 23 minutes together. And Wes and Harrison Barnes have been out, too. So, that should be a lot more. Yeah. So, yeah, there's only been eight eight five-man lineups that have played more than 20 minutes together this season for the Mavericks. And that one that um, you mentioned was the best one with JJ and Luca and yeah, Barnes. Yeah, that, that was a plus 34. Right above them is JJ, Wes Matthews, Dwight Powell, Maxie, and Brunson. Oh, the bench. The super they've bench. Play, they've played 25 minutes together, and they're a plus 26. Yeah, that's the, that's the real bench. Let's call it the real bench. Because <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's who should be coming bench. off the bench. <laughs> that's who should be so speaking of right that, like shouldn't shouldn't west be coming off the bench instead of dorian and shouldn't brunson be playing instead of devin uh I like, question. De- I like i like devin over brunson okay um, some people have been calling for brunson over devin and a lot of people i've been seeing are complaining about you know jail about uh devin harris like not playing as much or he's oh, playing no. too much and not playing well i'm not on that camp i'm still all in on devin getting minutes in that second unit um, speaking of the Dorian and <laughs> and uh, the West Dorian and West thing, here's here's something to chew on. Uh, I'm not going to dive crazy into these numbers and you know what all this stuff could mean, but <clears throat> the regular starters that start the game with West in the starting unit have played 150 minutes together. The offensive <laughs> offensive rating is 93, defense rating is 102, and a net rating of minus eight. Oof. Replace Finney Smith with Wes. They've played 99 minutes together, which hmm. is still a ton. It's a lot, yeah. Offense rating's 97, defense rating's 96, and a net rating of plus .4. Hey, that's positive, though. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Only one four-man lineup for the Mavs has pl- has a positive net rating and has played 100 minutes together. So of the four-man con- four lineups that the Mavericks have trotted out or combinations that have played 100 minutes together, only one lineup has, has a positive net rating of a plus 5.5 net rating. Can bench. you guess who it's that the is? It's the bench. It has to be the bench. It is not. It's DeAndre Jordan, Luka, Harrison Barnes, and Finney Smith. Hey, Nick, do you see a common theme between all, a lot of these positive lineups? <laughs> yeah, Dorian's really good. Wow, Dorian Finney-Smith. He's a common theme in all these. Um, there is only two three-man lineups that have played 150 minutes together and have a positive rating. Can you guess those? Two, one of them we talked about on the pod. Two three-man lineups. Yes. I'm going to guess one of them is J.J. Maxey and Dwight. Yes, they are. They have played 178 minutes together, and they're a plus 7.4. Is another one Luca, Dorian, and Barnes, or DeAndre? Cl- yes, Luca, Dorian, and DeAndre have played 263 minutes together, and they're a plus 3.7. Only two. There's only two three-man lines. I wonder how much of the the. I, I wish we could take the Utah Jazz game out of this. Yeah, that's true. You know, like that I, I, I wonder how much that swayed because those guys were all playing in that game. It does sway a lot. And here's my last one. There have only been there's only been four two man lineups. So four duos basically that have played over at least twenty minutes to I mean twenty. At least two hundred minutes together for the Mavericks this season and have a positive net rating. Can you guess who they are? Two duos, uh JJ and Dwight. Uh yes, they are a plus five. In 203 minutes. I'm just going with the, I'm going for it all. It's Luca and Dorian. Luca and Dorian is a plus 3.3 in 278 minutes. Hey guys, Dorian and Luca need to play together. Yeah. <laughs> More. Wow. <laughs> the other two is Maxi and Dwight. They lead they lead the way at a plus 14 in 206 minutes. That's really good. I know they're playing bench units, but still. And then the last one is They're DeAndre also bench players. <laughs> <laughs> the last one is DeAndre Jordan and Finney Smith. Wow. Uh, at a plus point three in 291 minutes together. So we say all that to say um, Dorian Finney Smith is pretty good and he needs to play, he needs to play more. That's and, all uh, guys. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of random numbers still wow. throughout you in that, but yeah, there's just some things. Some people quote tweeted the whole Wes and Dorian tweet, and they kind of went back and forth um, with that. And yeah, just the fact that some of these lineups are working well together, and really Dorian and Luca together have they've you know the stats back it up that they've played really really well together. What do we think has changed with Dorian? It really doesn't feel like he's doing anything stylistically or like even functionally different than what he did. Say his his rookie year or his like his second year, which is kind of a lost season for him. He played 21 games. Um, the only, the biggest thing for me just seems like confidence. Like literally he just, he steps yeah. up and takes shots and he's not afraid to take them where before he was, I mean, his rookie year, obviously he was so passive. One of the biggest things that I thought I really, really liked about Dorian was that he, he didn't try to risk things. Like I thought Carlisle really liked him and played him a lot and started him for all those games. He started 35 games his rookie year. Is that he? There's there's this thing between him and Justin Anderson. We were looking at these two young players, and we we're like, oh, Dorian's getting all these minutes that Justin Anderson should be getting probably, 
And like, how is he getting that? This is before, you know, he had played a ton and, and Justin Anderson is still like the only young piece on the Mavericks. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I was like, man, Dorian is like this safe, you know, he's not going to make bad plays. Like he's not going to beat himself where Justin Anderson makes these awesome highlight plays, these dunks, these steals, you know, all this stuff, but he also does cr- stupid stuff and will, you know, you know, cost you a possession, cost you points, cost, you know, cost you in the end. Whereas Dorian's not going to do as many crazy things, but he, he's just going to get the job done and he's going to not risk it as much. It seems like that's kind of, ch- some things have changed for Dorian in that way. Yeah. It's, it, it's his confidence thing. I mean, you mentioned it just like some of the plays that now that his shot seems like it's going through that. I mean, like the step back three of the other night of him just yeah. taking a dribble and then step back, like he's never even going to attempt that, you know, for the most part two years ago. And now that he's comfortable with his shot, even at the end of the game the other night, and they were rushed and they were probably bad shots, but he shot two back-to-back threes. That is, hey, I'm feeling it. I'm confident in my shot. I'm going to make it, so I'm going to launch these shots at the end of the game. And, you know, I what the what the coaching staff and what's, what Rick has said a, you know, a ton is he's healthy. Like, he's finally healthy. And he's he's been kind of banged up and stuff over the past year or so. And, now he's healthy and you're seeing what kind of what he looks like really now that he is healthy. Yeah, the health definitely hurt him last year and then the first year was, you know, we talk about it a lot for players, you know, the three-point line is longer than college. He was in college for what, 3 years, 4 years? I think he was yeah, oh, he was gosh, a four He remember. was a four-year college player. He played at Virginia Tech for a year and then 3 years at Florida. And uh he came into the league as a 23-year-old. And the three-point line is farther back. He'd been playing four years in college. It's going to take some time to adjust and get used to. Uh, he was a fairly good shooter in college. Uh, I think he was a 40 point, 40% shooter one year. I think it's junior year. And uh, it takes some time to adjust to that. It takes some time to adjust the speed of the NBA game, the length of defenders. And for some players, it takes a whole year. Um, Kemba Walker is a player that <laughs> that I usually point to for players like Dennis Smith Jr. trying to adjust. Kemba Walker was terrible shooting threes when he first came in and the dude just dropped 60 the other night. You know, you just take, sometimes it takes some time for guys to get used to and develop their games with, with Dorian, we're seeing this. He was, he was held back, like you said, because of injuries. And now we're just seeing sort of like an explosion from him. Like, you know, all that time and all that effort that he put into his game, you know, people have always said that he's a worker and that he, you know, tries hard and works on his game. And he's just going to explode. You know, he just took all that. He basically had kinetic energy. Like when you put a ball on the top of a hill, and it when you when it's resting up there when you're holding the ball it has all this kinetic energy that's built up and when you let it go it's going to roll down the hill and it seems like Dorian's kind of been stuck at the top of the hill you know he's just been that ball stuck at the top of the hill and then it was stuck for you know two seasons because <laughs> he was putting in the work his rookie year then he was injured his second year he had two off seasons to work and now we're just letting the ball you know roll down the hill I really like that analogy Nick thanks that was quite clever Let's take a break after I just said something smart and we'll come back and we'll talk about something dumb, the Washington Wizards. (laughs) All right. I would like to start this as a public service announcement from the good folks at Rockefeller. No. Um, We can make a service announcement. The Wizards Wizards are not going to trade Bradley Beal for Wes and Dwight Powell. I was waiting for that. That's, that's not, exactly what that's I was not say. the makings of a deal. That is not a complete deal. That is not even the pieces of a deal. <laughs> I just don't I think that, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's realistic. 
I don't think if that if the Wizards are going to go in this crazy direction, they're going to like completely change it. They're going to completely change it and change it up. And I don't know if I don't think Wes with his one you know year and Dwight with his Dwightness are going to be traded to the Wizards and make that work. <laughs> it would take lots of draft picks if you're going to do that, and it would take probably probably Brunson along with those draft picks. Probably other things. Probably Dennis. You know, like it would just take. You know, I don't know. Bradley Beal's a really good player. He's an All Star. Listen, guys. Here's the. Uh, we joke about this because we've gotten a ton of tweets over the past week about, hey, uh, why you know could we do Wes and Dwight for Beal? The problem with when we you start thinking about those type of trades is it's hard for us to think about other teams sometimes and that like, hey, other teams will be in the running. Yeah, salaries and stuff might match up in some of these situations, but other teams, there's going to be 10 other teams in a league that's going to be able to, be able to outbid something like that. So, you know, especially for Bradley Bill, like that's the one that, you know, he's the hottest commodity from that team and the one with the biggest, you know, he's the biggest trade chip they have. So, And he's good with a good contract. He doesn't have this crazy... Otto Porter, John Wall contract coming in. Like he has the best contract of those three. I mean, as long as he stays healthy, I mean, he's going to make like 28 million in two years, but, but still like true. health is still a thing for him, but he's still like, he's still super young. He can get buckets. He, I mean, if we're talking about basketball wise next in, in, in Dallas, he would fit great alongside Luka Doncic. And I mean, from the outside as that secondary score to him, yeah, everything with that, I think he would work, you know, really well fit wise next to Luca. It's just and know, Dennis. Do you have enough to you know to go get somebody like that? And that's where you know it gets a gets a little iffy at that point. I think if any, you know, so then you kind of go down the you go down the line. The the, the problem with John Wall, if you want to go down the line, is they have this they have this trade kicker with John Wall. It would cost him. Wouldn't it cost him like twenty million dollars to trade John Wall? It's it is absolutely insane. Yeah, something with this new extension, to where if he got traded, they would have to pay like an additional, yeah, like fifteen to twenty million just like on top of that, which is just insane. I mean, what kind of co- what a it's contract? Essentially, no trade clause. Yeah, for the most part, but those things can be negotiated though. So. Yeah, true. If they, yeah, if it worst comes to worst, and they're like, "Hey," and he wants out, they can. I don't think it would be waived, but you know, you can at least. It's kind of like you know, reaching a buyout or something like that. They could reach a different number. Do you have a certain team in the league that you want John Wall to go to? Gosh, because I have one, and oh, I texted okay, you about it, it today. Well, I texted you about it today. I'm like, listen. Detroit is already paying Blake Griffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For eternity. Why not just put all your chips in the middle of the table and say, you know what? We're already screwed cap wise. Let's screw ourselves even more cap wise and really swing for the fences over the next like two to three years. Because let's say, like, whatever, what's Washington's mindset going to be with somebody like John Wall? If they're like, hey, would you rather, and I'll ask you this, if you're running the Wizards, would you rather look at it and say, I'm going to trade Bradley Bill and get some really valuable assets back. Or, hey, I can trade John Wall, but it's going to be basically a little bit more than a salary dump to where I'm going to keep Bradley Bill and Otto Porter and build around them. Which one would you rather do? If I'm the Wizards, I think terrible things and (laughs) don't make the right decision. But the other thing you have to – the other thing you have to – 
think about in this situation is John Wall puts butts in seats. I don't think Bradley Beal does that. Bradley Beal's not a personality. But Bradley could Beal, he, though? He does. I think he does. No, I'm saying could Bradley Beal, though. If John Wall's out like out no. of there. He just he doesn't now. I don't know. I think he could go up a notch. All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do a scientific test. Oh no! Here we go. All right, John John Wall is a bigger star. Yes, he is a bigger star sure. than Bradley Bill. But I'm saying, well, could Bradley Bill take a next step as a player without John Wall to where and become he would, that guy and become like a like a like a star? What do you think the disparity in Instagram followers is for Bradley Bill and John Wall? <laughs> well, John Wall used to have like a shoe deal, and when he came Ask out, the- he. When he came out of Kentucky, well, he doesn't now. Like he's, yes, he when he came out. John Wall has four point three million Instagram followers. Bradley Beal has eight hundred thousand. If if you pulled thirty teams around the league, who would you rather want? True, true, very true. But if you're an owner of a team, and you're a team that could could be awful really fast, and you want to put out a product that is just a good product, you know you're not going to win the title. Hey. If we're going to roll with Instagram followers, can you look up somebody else for me? Dwight Howard. Carmelo Anthony. Oh, I bet he's got a bunch. Because <laughs> I, I do get but the John point Wall's that... But John Wall's still like, an all-star level player. Yes. That's that's my reason with Detroit. You're you're already stuck forever in salary cap purgatory. So why not cash in? They're, I think not, there's, they're not stuck forever. They're just stuck with Blake Griffin. Well, yeah. You're paying Blake Griffin like $38 million in two or three years. I did okay, so I, would, I did. I, I wouldn't do that if I was the because because literally, in two or three years, you're paying a hundred million dollars to Blake Griffin and, and John Wall. You, no, you know, you're like not, you're paying a hundred million, you're paying ninety million dollars. I I, ca- I added it up in the 2021-22 season, they would be playing John Wall thirty eight million. Uh, no, John Wall forty four million. <laughs> And Blake That's a Griffin, big difference. Blake Griffin, thirty-eight million. You just so, lost nine million dollars in that. <laughs> Eighty-three million dollars to two players. That was the whole salary cap like two years ago. Less than two the, years ago. But here's the thing: Does Detroit get free agents? No. They got Reggie Jackson. Great job. No. So. Okay, here's the thing. You trade it for Blake Griffin. So when you make a trade like that, you want to win now because you're going to be paying him insane amount of money. There's a there's a road for them to get John Wall with a Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, uh first round pick, whatever. If you listen, just listen to this. If you compare John Wall and Blake Griffin and Drummond together and you say hopefully somehow in the next 2 to 3 years in that span that you're paying them that like they could strike gold, like that's that's at least fun. Like talking about putting butts in seats, Detroit needs to put butts in seats. And would Dwayne Casey be the best coach John Wall's ever played for? Oh, well, hands down, yeah, that could work. Even even through college, hey shots. He's definitely better than John Calipari. Shots. There we go. Let's let's end the podcast on that. That's uh, no no wait, wait hold on. Would, okay, we you... got we got to end for time though. Okay, real Give quick. Give me one thing da- quick. If you're Dallas, would you pursue Otto Porter? Uh, pers- pursue to an extent, yes. But I, I think that I would rather just keep Harrison Barnes. <laughs> I was going to say, I think if, if, if Dallas did pursue Bradley Bill or Otto Porter, Harrison Barnes would have to be in the deal. Yeah. Outside of that, then you're looking at things. John Wall's not even, whatever. Somebody put that on something and I just laughed. 
Otto Porter, Bradley Beal. I know Jonathan Charks, our buddy from the ringer, threw out oh, the, yeah, just the hy- hypothetical swap of Barnes and Otto Porter. I don't know if I would be – I don't think I would be on board with that. But if you're looking at the Bradley Beal type of thing, I don't – yeah. There would definitely be more to be involved with all that. And they, I just think other teams would come calling with some very uh, – He's under contract. He's super young. He can get buckets. He's a wing. So I yeah, people would be dying to get Rad, Bradley Bill. And I think the teams could come calling with some like very, very good pieces in that. So I wouldn't get my hopes up with uh, with Wizards trades. The only one I would say is maybe Otto Porter if they think that, yeah, whatever. But we'll see. We'll see. And uh, we'll see the Mavericks play the Nets tonight. And then uh, we'll be back. We'll have podcasts all this week. So we're, we're doing a podcast for Thursday. We'll also have one for Friday. And uh, we'll be here. We'll be here for you guys. I know there's a lot of people in other countries that don't celebrate Thanksgiving. It's not a holiday for them. Uh, and so I just want, you know, we're just going to keep putting out pods for uh, mostly for those people. I know a lot of you people will be with, with family and you'll, you know, you have family on Thursday and. You know, a lot told, of people are traveling. A lot, a lot of people, people are, are traveling, and well. you're like, "Hey, I need a podcast." Yeah, and you're gonna put us on in the car with your family. They're gonna be like, "Who in the heck are these guys?" And here you go. And there you go. They can, you can introduce a whole new community to the uh, Raccoon Squad and explain what that is. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.